stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum. I am your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and I am back, baby. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. And my guest on today's episode of the Forum is the one and only Brittany Ricard. Hello, Brittany. How are you? I am good, Joe. We were going to have the museum, but we had a last minute reschedule. And so it's me. And you know what? The, and the show must go on. It's show business, baby. But, um, so, okay. So first of all, I'm back. It's been almost exactly one full month. Really? I think it's been exactly one month to the day from the day that I left. And I told you guys that I would not be um, re- rejoining you guys for the forum. It was just before my fifth annual catch a first. I've, I've officially been in catch a can for five years. Five years. Five whole years. And you're back for at least a month. I'm back on the station for a month because I have something really exciting happening. I'll be hosting the Great Alaskan Lumberjack Show this summer. So that starts April 1st, and I've really been busy studying that script and getting everything that I need to to know down, talking to lumberjacks who have worked in the industry all around town. My character is Willie Redwood, (laughs) the camp cook. And so I've been talking, just asking what was the role of the camp cook in the lumberjack camps, uh, uh, what was the culture around it. And you know what? I've learned a lot of really crazy things. Like, did you know that because real lumberjacks are literally lifting trees, these these guys are like the most extreme of extreme athletes. They're literally putting their lives on the line every day. I was talking to AJ Slagle uh, the other week, and he was saying there was an incident that he witnessed. Well, didn't witness, but he was uh, he experienced where there were three jacks standing on a log. They did everything right. They made sure everything was was clear, but a freak accident happened. A log swings, knocks all three of these guys off a cliff, and they're all dead. Oh, my This is the God. kind of stuff these guys would deal with every day. So when they came into the to the mess hall or what have you for, uh, for, for a meal, if the meal wasn't good, they were not having it. <laughs> they were not having it. Uh, if, if the camp cook was bad, the entire squad would literally quit. If someone messed with... With the camp cook, they would, let's just say, take care of that person. It was crazy. Like, lumberjacks were crazy. They they did not play around because, you know, they're... they're their adrenaline's pumping. Their nerves are on end. They're risking their lives every day and exhausting their bodies really past the limits of human capacity. So I'm really excited to use that information in this role. It won't be as dark as that, <laughs> but but it'll definitely inform some of the inflections. Well, you know, the, what I think of every time I think of a lumberjack is... <laughs> little Red Riding Hood and I think in the actual story he does he kills the wolf right like you like oh, yes. oh, they're a little unhinged <laughs> no 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 lumberjacks don't play around it's not someone you want to mess around with so so that's uh, sort of my uh, my thing that's going to be happening this summer so I'll only be with the forum until April well until the end of uh, March uh, but I'm really excited to be back on the air uh, so that's kind of a little bit of exciting news with me but Brittany we have some exciting news with you. In the time since I've been gone, uh, Brittany has been promoted to the general manager of the station. Congratulations to <laughs> Brittany, darling. Uh, it was a big move, big, um, big opportunities. Yeah, um, it was a lot really quickly. Um, but... I feel prepared <laughs> and I'm ready and I've been wanting it. So no, you, you, you know, and you know, your experiences in different fields and different mm-hmm. industries have really led you to this moment. Like what, what would you say um, are some of the 
the, the, the biggest experiences that were unexpected. Maybe you worked a job where you thought, oh man, I kind of hate this, but that led you to the skill that lent you these skills that you have now that, that kind of help you in your position now. I could probably pinpoint the climb actually. Um, so I worked initially at Subway for like five years and I had a lot of, I, I worked like two full-time jobs for a long time, you know, when you're like young and trying to make mm-hmm. it on your own and stuff. Um, Cause I moved to Juneau when I was like 18. So I was a full-time housekeeper and then I worked at Subway. And then even though I had a lot of other jobs during that time, I worked at Subway for five years. That landed me one of my first management positions. I was general manager at like 20, 21. Um, and because I had, even though it was a, a food service job, because I had management on my resume that got me into the hotel industry, just as like a front desk, but they moved me up to um, sales management pretty quickly and then from there, I went to event management, which got me the um, event management job with Alan Marine and Juno right before COVID, because <laughs> I was doing weddings, things like that, and then um, eventually to radio and whatnot. But I would say hotels for sure. It's a different, not necessarily a different set of skills, just a different job entirely. But um, I would definitely say I didn't hate hotels, though. There, I don't think there was really a job that I hated that I was like, oh, but it ended up being necessary. Um, I was lucky enough to really like hotels, but it still gave me the skills that I needed, I think. Definitely. And you know, working in the hotel industry, it's interesting because you get a real grasp of like deep customer service because you're living with these people or, or they're living in your facilities. So, uh, you, you know, the, the level of customer service is just on a different stage. Um, I want my first job here in Ketchikan. I was working at the My Place Hotel and it was an extended stay hotel. So we'd have people there who'd be there for a month or two or three and um and and so and i worked their night desk so i didn't see a lot of them sometimes but there were some people who i saw all the all the all of all of the time uh people who were insomniacs people who were going in early for their shifts and you just interact with these people day in and day out they get to know your face you get to kind of know them you see their families and and uh, so that really uh helps out and that would definitely lend to a job like this where you're helping with what you do, where you're helping people um, with their businesses, getting ads on the radio and things like that. So what would you say is the most difficult part of your job right now? Currently? Yes. Well, we need people here. <laughs> so right now I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I'm doing everything. I will say, I mean, always the best and worst part is sales just because it's the most fun part in the way that you get to go out, you get to talk to people, you get to meet people in the community. It's just most stressful. You know, there's budgets to hit and things like that. So that's probably definitely it right now. Um, there's still a lot of like on the job training I need to do. Um, learning as you go, which is another you can relate to hotels. I, I would say also, and you're probably familiar because I forgot that you have some background in hotels. Mm-hmm. Um there's no black and white or like set of rules like every single day is different especially because i worked in tucson um in a in a bad part of town for a really long time at one of the hotels i was at so we had some situations that you're there's no training for it so uh, i think it makes you a lot more versatile and better on your feet so that definitely assisted yep Definitely. Okay. So speaking of needing people here, so what exactly do we do here? How would you explain the job of an account executive at the station here? An account executive is, um, you know, a salesperson. They would handle, people ask a lot um, when I tell them, I'm like, oh, sales, sales, sales. I'll be talking about my job. They're like, what do you sell at the radio? And I'm like, airtime. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? What do we sell? So we sell commercials basically. Um, So you would, um, you know, make 
make an agreement with a business, you know, uh, they're going to spend this much money, they're going to get this much ads. I don't want to get too into the nitty gritty of it. But you also get to write their ads, um, voice work. Uh, it's a lot of community oriented stuff, getting out there and meeting people, networking. We, especially here in Kejikan, like to have people doing multiple stuff. For instance, I started in sales, but then, you know, I started a show. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity to get kind of into multiple areas at this location, which is really cool. Um, it's a lot. There is also an opening for a desk person, at least a part-time desk person here, which is just, you know, a, a receptionist kind of Secretarial. position. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because we still sometimes will use them for voice work and whatnot, and they still get to meet people in the community. So it's kind of a more fun desk position, I would think, yeah, yeah than like your typical... The radio is so interesting because it, it, it for those who uh, who aren't aware of its power, it can seem like an antiquated medium. But there are people who are still listening to it every day. I was amazed. So I do a lot of performing here in town, and I have been since the, pretty much the day I got here five five years ago. So I, for five, so for five years, I've been in this town doing performances. I've been on the first city player stage, and did, I've done events at the Ted Ferry. Speaking of, do not miss my Motown review with the fabulous Jillian Pollock. <laughs> Happening this May at the Ted Ferry. Ting! <laughs> but no, I've done a lot of stuff in this town. But I was amazed at the people who came to me and they said, oh, I... I I'd, I'd go somewhere and I'd be speaking or something. And they'd say, oh, I recognize your voice from the radio. And this happened all the time. Especially, um, I would say, in this market. I'm trying not to use terms that people want to understand, but like um, Southeast Alaska, Alaska specifically, a lot of these towns are very community oriented and small and the radio is still huge here. Not it's that it's not huge. big other places, but specifically in these towns, um, when we do remotes and stuff, what really proved it to me, not that I was necessarily an unbeliever, but um, one of the first remotes we ever did, or even any remote in general, if you're talking to people and um, we're like, hey, we're at this location, like come here and check this out, or we're giving away this, people start showing Showing up in like these big numbers and you're like, oh my gosh, like people are really listening. I have my morning show, which is I think five to 8 a.m. Um, and I, when I first started at it, I didn't know that that was like a peak slot. So it's still pretty new. And I was like, man, like, I don't know if um, anybody even can hear me because you're just in a box talking, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't think oh, people are like actively listening. But then I started getting recognized. And I think I've said this before, but um, when I went to the airport to go home, the woman who took my ID was like, you're Brittany. And you know, that's happened to me at the Pio. And it's amazing who will recognize you literally by your name or your voice it's crazy i was at cape fox singing with uh austin hayes which i do every other thursday um and there was a woman there and there uh, she's like you're joe williams the uh, fourth from uh from uh from uh kcan from the forum and i said yes i am i'm so and, and it amazed me that she knew me from from this when i was doing that so you know uh don't underestimate the power of radio if you and so I say that because we need uh, people to come on. So if you're good at sales and different things like that, if you're, if you're good at sales and good with speaking to people and comfortable going into businesses and really, um, I won't say uh, uh, being a salesman, but but uh, 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 consulting and, and and allowing people to come with to you with the things that they need. Think about joining our team here at the radio if station. If you care about the community and you want to be involved, if you're creative and ambitious, it's it's 
perfect. And yes. um, COVID's been tricky in the way that um, get, getting people to work, needing people to work, period. We're finally just picking up everywhere in town, you know. And me and Mike have come on here and kind of had this conversation a couple times as well. But um, we're finally getting a season and everything. So we, everybody's staffing up and are trying to. <laughs> and I think it's going to be, it's it's the perfect time. Because y- you know, and you were here for a, a good chunk of it, but the last two years have been quiet here. I won't, I won't say rough necessarily, but quiet just because, you know, people are like, there's nobody here to advertise to. Um, and the town's definitely waking up. I'm so excited because I have not had a normal summer here yet. Um, it feels like my first year in Ketchikan, even though I've been here for almost two years because I came during COVID. So, Yeah, regular summers in Ketchikan are crazy. I mean, we had a little bit of, of a nice, I mean, oh, I wouldn't even say that. We had maybe 20% of a season last year where we had a lot of um, uh, uh, long stay uh visitors who would come and they'd be here for fishing or just to see the the town but the cruise ships they bring a whole different crowd they bring a whole different vibe all the different seasonals from all over the the world it gets pretty crazy and then the uh the uh nightlife is really nice here during the summertime and, and just different things going on. I'm excited for the nightlife for sure. But I um, I had a couple summers in Juneau when I was young. Um, well, I mean, I'm still young, but when I was younger. <laughs> and I love the hustle and bustle. And I hear some people here like complain about the tourists. And I get it, I guess, when it comes to driving and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, before I forget, I'm going to say... Shout out to our new First City Farm sponsors. This is my fault. I need to write it down. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, the Gemini Crystal Wizard, which if you guys have not hey. been in, have you been in there yet? I've been in there. I haven't purchased anything yet, but I've been in there a number of times. And I hear they do a lot of really cool things. I hear they're great at, at uh, tarot readings and palms. There and is all a kinds woman who does palm readings there and tarot i can't i feel so bad for not remembering her name but she's there throughout the week i'll have to get the dates from matthew but i am really into the metaphysical and whatnot yes. but i'm relatively skeptical in the way that i'm like not, not gonna believe everything i was in tears <laughs> i was so embarrassed i wasn't expecting to cry from a palm reading she's amazing you guys should definitely go so the gemini crystal p- wizard and oh and kpu and KPU. And are we done with Providence Properties and Southeast Alaska Orthopedics? I or? don't think that they are. No, they're not actively. Um, okay. Well, Gemini Crystal Wizard and KPU, shout out to you for sponsoring our show on today. We love you, baby. <laughs> and then one more thing. Sorry not to cut you off just before I get frazzled and we get to talking. We're doing a really fun promotion. We're giving away Paul McCartney concert tickets. Oh. Not just Paul McCartney concert tickets, but a trip to Seattle and a stay in a hotel. Oh, my goodness. I believe the date is May 6th second um so i will double check that for the actual concert but we're giving it away april 16th now this is a box like a lot of our promotions that moves from location to location this week it is at stone tree go write your name down um enter to win it's literally so easy to win i know every single person that i've met since working here that wins is like oh my gosh i i put my name in once and forgot about it so you know it's really really um easy to win that being said there's also a song title paul mccartney's song title that's going to change every location if you call Uh our number at the station and sing even just a few lines of that song you get 10 extra entries so it's going to wow. be fun. It's going to so be fun. Do not miss your chance to go see Paul McCartney. How old is Paul McCartney now? 80? Old, and he hasn't and toured in three it. years. Still so. still doing it, still rocking yep. it. I wonder if Michael Jackson still owns his music. Hmm. Do you know, okay, and this is totally off topic, but I'm just going to say it. Did you ever hear that conspiracy about how Paul actually died like in the 60s and they replaced him with a lookalike? I wouldn't doubt that. You know... 
back before there was social media, back before you could pretty much track a celebrity's entire life, there was a lot of secret stuff going on. So I would not be surprised by that. I do know that Michael Jackson owned all of his music for a long time because I didn't a, a, know that. A, well, here, here's the story. It's actually quite <laughs> shady. <laughs> oh no! So apparently, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney were were, were close friends, or at least uh, uh, casual associates, right? And one day, Paul McCartney is just saying, "Yeah, the Beatles catalog." He's he's going on talking to to Michael Jackson about how much the catalog is is worth and and blah blah blah. Michael Jackson is like, "Oh wait, so if someone paid uh paid sixty eight million dollars, that would be like more than it was worth, right?" And then Paul McCartney is like, "Yeah, you know, blah blah blah." He just just talking and, and jabbering to to his friend. And the next day, Michael Jackson calls up his business associates and he buys the Beatles catalog for like seventy million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I, I, I gave you more. Oh my! <laughs> so that's that's a lesson in the sense of guess what? You can't always trust. <laughs> you can't always trust everyone, even when you think they're a friend, because they will buy your catalog for seventy million dollars, honey. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, oh so, so, so the um the box is at Stone Tree Veterinary Clinic right now. And speaking of Stone Tree, and speaking of pets, for those who followed my <laughs> my cat saga from the beginning. I, I, I adopted a cat. This was nearly five months ago at this point because my house started to experience a small issue with rodents. So I adopted this really um, uh, trepidatious cat. He was very he was very he was very uh, shy. He didn't really know um, if he could trust me and trust my housemates. And he didn't feel comfortable, so he would hide for the first three weeks. He hid in some unbeknownst location. I thought he ran away. I couldn't find him for a long time. He never ate. He never used his box. And then one day I found a big pile of poop on my couch that's how I knew he was still there and then he started to eat and he started to use his box normally and and then slowly but surely over the course of a few months he would come out every now and again he would look at you from strange places just to get a scan of your face and then uh, and then after a while maybe Three weeks ago, he finally came up to me and he fully embraced me. He would let me pet him. He would cuddle me. He would fall asleep in my arms. And we loved each other. He was wonderful. And then one day, my roommate... Uh, Ernesto Zarate, he moved out of the house and I woke up and the door was wide open and Sebastian was no, no longer there. No. Sebastian's gone, ladies and gentlemen. He's missing. I went to the um, animal shelter the other day to see if he had ran back to, back to them. But apparently he, he has a microchip. So if he had, they would have known. And so he was not there. So I went and I bought a trap. Well, I went and I rented a trap from the same uh, shelter. And I'm hoping I can trap him. But to no avail. It's been there for two days. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I hope he's okay. There, I've been hearing reports of wolves here in town. And, and the eagles are back and they're out hunting. So I don't know. Sebastian, if you can hear this, come back <laughs> to me. Come back to me, Sebastian. I miss you terribly. You know, speaking of pets and Stone Tree too, and we had a small conversation about this the other day. They have a little boutique in there. And I, I just, I kind of want to talk about Stone Tree so often. Let's Every time I go in there, them. it's so cute. And they have so many... Um, toys and food and cat trees and stuff and I again am not from Catch Can so when I first got my cat I didn't know where to go for any of that stuff I've been ordering online but support your local businesses go to Stone Tree and then you said nice. you found a place out by Walmart I think you might be thinking of my best friend's place it might be I don't know the name of the place but it's just across from Walmart next to the Little Taste of Texas uh, uh, food truck which I love yeah and uh, and um, Oliver's 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 mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to say it but so they 
they have a little um, um, grooming section and they have a little dog daycare and they have a pet store with they have all kinds of great products. Um, I was talking to the woman there and she knew exactly who I was from the radio <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and she was just saying t- telling me all the things I needed telling me what to look out for what was good cat food what was bad cat food and she was very knowledgeable she's very passionate about what she does she gave me some great products to get the smell of the cat urine out of my couch which worked fabulously so go and check that place out they're wonderful I don't know the name of them but they're great I think it's my best friend's place if I'm wrong I'll, I'll check but I will say that whole area they're trying to rebrand as um, King's Corner. Oh. I don't know if you've heard about this and it's a, it's, a, it. it's a tribute to someone and I, I honestly don't know the backstory enough to bring it up. I'll have to ask them or maybe we can have one well, of them on be, to talk about. It could about. be because of, it's on Don King Road. It is that um, the, they have a, the whole like history of it and stuff and a reason why they're going to call it that and we should really look into having them on because it's an interesting story. But um, so specifically like Simply Bella's, Alaska Liquor, um, Little Taste Texas, that lot, those three lots, I guess, because they're split into three, over by Walmart. They're rebranding as King's Corner. So I'm excited for that. And that's what we did. They did a big barbecue um, kind of thing last year that was super fun. And I think they're making it an annual thing. Um, and big shout out to, like you said, A Little Taste of Texas with Rebecca Thelen. I think they closed down for winter. They were going to try and stay open, but they oh. closed for winter. But they're going to be back open in summer. And I ate there a lot because we did, like I said, the the couple of remotes out there. Um, and they're fantastic. They're I didn't know that they were good. a drive through also. I'm thinking the only drive through is McDonald's, but it's a drive through too. They're really good. You know what I love? I love their one pound burrito. It's a it's a burrito flour tortilla with, um, with baked beans mac and cheese and your choice of meat uh, pulled pork or brisket I love it it's fantastic and I have that with a Dr. Pepper because you need a doctor if you're going to have barbecue (laughs) you're going to have to have a Dr. Pepper I can't have barbecue and not have Dr. Pepper they go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly fish and I don't know hot sauce I have no idea (laughs) tartar sauce tartar sauce (laughs) I mean well I don't know I guess it depends on the person. <laughs> Give me a piece of fried uh, white fish with uh, with some hot sauce and some, <laughs> some white bread. I am in there. So speaking of food, uh, yesterday was Fat Tuesday. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you indulge in the festivities? So I didn't know. I did not indulge. I stayed. Well, I indulged by staying home and sleeping. <laughs> but because I'm a busy lady now. However, I didn't know the symbolism to Fat Tuesdays. And I just found out, like you said, that it's technically Lent now. Is that why you indulge on Fat Tuesday? It is. You indulge on Fat Tuesday. Tuesday uh, to kind of build up those calories or what have you because it's, because um, uh, traditionally for, uh, for the next 40 days you withhold something 40 you, you, you fast so did yes. you go to the cabaret then because they had a huge thing, so, the, right? so the creature cabaret had a really fantastic event last night I was actually surprised at how busy it was it was packed in there where they had uh, the shrimp po' boys the hush puppies all the traditional Mardi Gras foods I personally went there and I had the dreamsicle martini which is my favorite cabaret uh, uh, libation do not sleep on the cabaret menu guys do not sleep on that menu they have fantastic things that uh, that dream Dreamsicle Martini is very serious. It's thick, it's creamy, it's sweet. It's, I always, it's, it's my favorite. I always tell people about the gator and the frog legs because pe- when people hear that, they're like, what? Where did you go? The like, gator and the frog legs are really good. I love the, the gator. They have this great sauce. I was there the other day and I had 
a burger and they have a special sauce that they use for the gator but they gave me a side of it for the burger and oh my god really? i don't know if i've had that sauce it's tangy it's delicious <laughs> it's fantastic so i was there last night for their mardi gras event i had a few uh, a, a few of those dreamsicle martinis and i had the shrimp po' boy and now i am fully in the thrills of lent now lent is traditionally a catholic tradition but you know what i feel like we can all use a little bit of discipline so i so i <laughs> decided to take this moment to kind of uh, discipline myself because Brittany, you know this and, and, and you're a big part of this. <laughs> I have a terrible habit of eating out seven days a week, literally seven days a week. I, I'll eat out for every single mm -hmm. meal. We influence each other, influence each other negatively. Very negatively. It's, it's a terrible thing. I waste tons and tons and tons of money. It's really bad. So, uh, so for Lent, I have given up eating out. I'm going to not eat out for 40 days. So I've been trying to think, do I not eat out at all for 40 days or do I give myself one day a week? But I feel Maybe like if I give, once a week. I know, but I feel like if I give myself a window, if I give myself an out, I'll just say, I'll just say, oh, you know, I can just do an extra day of week to, uh, this week. It'll be okay. But will it be okay? I, I don't know. I eat out for two reasons, either because I'm trying to get some kind of social balance in my life yes. and I'm sick of going to the bar all the time. <laughs> so it's like if I go out with a friend like you, it's it's nice to feel like, okay, I got some socializing in. I feel like I have some kind of balance in life or out of convenience because, yeah, meal prepping and cooking every day, it's hard. It can be hard. It's big time convenience for, for, for me and it's mostly because I'm very lazy. Mm. I'm very lazy. I'm, and you know what's so funny? So I'm a really good cook. So last night I tried... A new thing. So the other day I was sitting there and I was having some of my halibut, which I marinate and my soy sauce. And I have this really great Carolina Reaper uh, hot sauce. And so I, I marinate and, and, and that for an hour or so. And then I would just uh, bake it up with some butter and, and, and serve it with rice. It was fantastic. So as I'm eating this, I'm thinking this would be really good in a spaghetti. Halibut, halibut, halibut spaghetti? spaghetti. So last night, I went, well, yesterday I went to uh, Safeway and I grabbed myself some garlic, some yellow onion, and some and some pasilla peppers, and a, a jar of classico sweet uh, basil, sweet tomato basil sauce, uh, uh, spaghetti sauce. And I went home last night after having all that food at the cabaret and after hosting uh <laughs> and after hosting karaoke at the moose lodge which i do every tuesday um i went home and i uh, diced up those those onions diced up the garlic diced up the peppers grabbed some butter got a little saucepan and sauteed up all those veggies poured that uh pasta sauce right into that pan gave it a stir i let it simmer for a good long time i grabbed my halibut which which had been marinating for geez probably like six or seven hours and my soy sauce with the uh with the uh carolina reaper chili uh hot sauce and i uh and i filleted up some of that halibut um grabbed a cast iron skillet lined it with foil grabbed how much butter was this maybe <laughs> maybe uh maybe uh, four sticks of butter would be the equivalent because I use that Amish butter roll. So it's just like a huge roll of butter. So I never know how much butter I'm actually using. I just go until the ancestors tell me to stop. So I grab the butter and I line the um, foil with butter. 
I uh, season up the halibut with uh, with garlic powder, onion powder, ground gi- ground ginger, paprika, and maybe that was it. And then I sit the halibut on top of the butter. Take a thin slice of butter, sit it right on top, bake it in the oven on 400 degrees for 15 minutes. And then after that's done, take it out, kind of cut up the halibut, kind of get it all nice and mushed and, 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 and broken up. And I throw that into the pasta sauce and I dump the butter in the pasta sauce too mm. that's melted from the halibut. L- let it stir all in there and let it simmer. Ladle some of that over the spaghetti noodles. And oh my <laughs> God, Brittany, it was everything I thought it would be and more. So halibut spaghetti was for dinner last night and it's going to be for dinner tonight as well because I have a bunch of sauce left, left, left over. So are you a... Spaghetti mixer in? Are are you a spaghetti over the top of the of the noodle, or do you mix it in? So I hate spaghetti. <laughs> I, I I was scared to tell you. I I genuinely I dislike spaghetti. Um, I what always do you hate have, most about it. So I think my it's just one of those easy dishes to make, and I think my mom just made it too often um, when I was younger. And I remember the very first time I decided that I did not like spaghetti. And almost everybody I've told has that exact same reaction. They're like, how dare you? Um, But I was at, somebody was babysitting me. I was at a friend's house and she was making spaghetti. And I, you know, I I will say this, and this is what I've learned (laughs) from my last relationship, actually. This person was like, I said that I wasn't picking. They're like, yes, you are. (laughs) And um, I I had to sit down for a second (laughs) and think about that. So I was taught to be polite as a child. And so I always ah. assumed that I was not picky, but I actually hate a lot of foods. I would just eat them because it was polite, you know? I'm actually a really picky person. I'm, I'm just at 25, 26 now almost, finding this out about myself. Anyways, I remember the first time I said I didn't like it. And um, they were like, my mom argued with me. She's like, yes, you do. And I was like, just because I eat it. <laughs> does like you not love mean spaghetti, like Brittany. It. I hated it. Speaking of fish, have you gone fishing here at all? I've been fishing. I'm not good at fishing. I don't enjoy fishing. I do like the exciting moment when you bring up a huge halibut. Have you and caught it's something? something on your boat? I've been on a boat where people have caught okay. things. <laughs> I have this over, and I am, if you know me in person, very, let's say, city girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I have this overwhelming desire to try fishing, okay? And well, I lived in Minnesota for a little bit. And I used to fish there. I caught I caught a lot of fish, only one that you could actually eat. <laughs> but I loved doing it. Here it's a lot different because that's freshwater fish. Here the fish are huge, like salmon and whatnot. Um, I went on a boat one time last summer, and we went and got crab pots and the shrimp pots and everything. And I I, I want to do that so much this year. <laughs> I just I have the desire to learn. I want to do well, it. Well, <laughs> welcome to Kajikan. I'm sure you have plenty of opportunities. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the summer pastime is fishing. So... Okay, but I didn't ask. Are you going to uh, follow in the Lent tradition? Are you going to give anything mm. up? I'm giving up eating out. Or maybe I'll do, maybe I'll, I will do the one day a week eating out thing because it's, it's almost impossible for me not to eat out. It's almost impossible for, for, for me not to eat out in some capacity because, like you said, the social thing and just things like right. that. But I would say try to totally cut it out for a couple weeks, and then if it's too hard, maybe allow yourself once a week. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to totally cut it out. You're like, you're yeah. like nah, 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 nah. Um, I'd honestly have to think about it. I feel like I don't allow myself that much. If I were to make a commitment to something, it would be like actually going to the gym every day or like something like that. As far as like not having something, I'm already on that diet that I've been on for a while. It's working, by the way. Um, I'm all, good. Yeah, I'm already doing... 
a lot. I kind of went through a big personal thing the last couple months where I was like, you know what? I've wanted to do all these things for so long. The only thing holding me back is me. So I cut out a ton of stuff. I got more of a regimen while I'm still figuring it out. But that being said, as far as letting something else go, I'm like, maybe... Maybe I would have to be on my phone less because I do have a hardcore ah. phone addiction, but I wouldn't be able to just totally forgo it. Well, no, because you 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 have to communicate now. Mm-hmm. I'm dependent lot. on the yeah. phone, so maybe in my free time, I put the phone away or something. Like in my evenings, I don't know, but that's probably the only thing that I could probably use a lot less of. Yeah, for me, it's just like the the element of discipline. Which, speaking of, uh, are you doing any? So you say that you have done a little bit of a diet. Which, speaking of, you sent me a picture the other day of last year, and I saw it, and I looked at you, and I'm like, oh my god, Brittany, you're looking good. Really? Yes. I'm trying to remember the photo you're talking about. It was a photo with that Navy guy. Oh, yes, you're right. Yes. So when I moved here, I believe I was about 30 pounds thinner, which is where I'm at right now. I lost the, the 30 pounds and I was doing really good. I was dieting when I lived in Juneau. When I moved down here, I don't know. Well, you know what? Relationships. That's what happened. Every time you start dating somebody, start gaining weight. And, you know, people started showing me the good food around here. So I'm like, oh, no, Catch Guys got so much good food. I was eating. A girl was eating. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I put on weight last year uh, quite a bit. So I'm finally back down to where I think I was when I first moved here. And I'm working towards getting to the original goal that I was trying to be at a year ago and it's working um so which you look good either way honey but whatever but it's all about uh feeling good for yourself Mm -hmm. you know i think we're just about out of time yep yep i think we're just about out of time it's always such a pleasure to talk to you Brittany, and 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 thank you for welcoming back welcoming me welcoming me back to the first city forum yeah joe will be thursdays and fridays for at least the month of march so for just the month of march i'm really excited to be back on the air i want to give a major shout out to everyone who who's been uh contacting me who messages me who sees me out on the streets and sit and tells me that they enjoy the show and that they listen to me on the air because you know uh, during covid uh I couldn't perform as much out in public. So being able to be on the air has been such an honor and such a pleasure. And I am so excited to be here for the month of March on the for your Thursday and Friday episodes. Well, thank you for tuning in to the First City Forum brought to you by the Gemini Crystal Wizard and KPU. Uh, go and check out Matt at the Gemini Crystal Wizard Shop and get your good vibes in there. Yes. And get his good vibes in you. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in and have a fantastic day. It's so sunny out there. Bye-bye.